This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Let's go to the linebacker position because that's the big ticket item of the day so far. Uh, And Tremaine Edmonds is somebody that is an athletic freak of nature that is meant to be in the most positive possible way because he looks like a guy that plays uh, much like Shaq Leonard. Uh, Darius Leonard from the Colts with Matt Eberflus. He's a guy that is going to be disruptive. He came out of the draft in 2018, I believe, from Virginia Tech compared uh, to Brian Urlacher in terms of the athleticism and ability to play the middle uh, linebacker position. But, Dan, I did not expect the Bears to, on the first day of free agency, commit $72 million in a four-year contract and guarantee 50 to a, a linebacker, an off-the-ball <laughs> linebacker, if you will, in Tremaine Edmonds because I just didn't think that was as high of a priority as some other positions. Certainly, certainly the players in the line in front of the linebackers. And you know why you thought that? Because four and a half months ago, you realized that the Bears didn't find a way to make things work with an in-house blue chip playmaking homegrown leader in their locker room in Roquan Smith, who went out of the Baltimore Ravens. The Bears got a second round pick back and Roquan ended up signing a hundred million dollar deal with, I think it was 60 guaranteed on that one for five years, but they sort of told you in those moments that look like this isn't necessarily a, a premium position for us at this point, And we're comfortable moving away from Roquan. Well, this traces me back, David, to the discussion that we've had for a few weeks now where, there's been a celebration of the resources the Bears had. And one of the reasons you had those resources, salary cap uh, money to spend, the number one pick in the draft, is because you didn't have any players that, that either won your football games or cost the money that you now have to spend in free agency. And when you go and then, you know, like if the Bears had only had $70 million to go in to, to free agency with, but they had Roquan Smith under contract because they extended him last summer what's the difference? So it's all of a sudden you're, you're, you're just, you're plugging a hole that was already plugged when you arrived and Tremaine Edmonds for all the, the speed that he has and, and for how, the length that, that Matty Berflus is going to tout and, and moving sideline to sideline and being maybe a, a better quote unquote fit in his scheme and his defense. He doesn't have the ball production that, that they said that they valued in linebackers. He doesn't take the ball away. He doesn't have forced fumbles, fumble recoveries or interceptions or even sacks, six and a half career sacks in five seasons. And I've, spoken to some people that that are are observers of the Buffalo Bills on a regular basis that said he disappears in big games and he, he isn't necessarily the guy that his scouting report says he should be. And the counter argument is, well, he's only 24 and he's going to turn 25 in May. Well, guess what? Roquan Smith's going to turn 26 next month. He's a, a 11 months older than Tremaine Edmonds. So I have a lot of questions about this because it just feels like, okay, we're going to celebrate the arrival of something that you kind of already had in a better form you know, eight months ago. I think what the, is being celebrated in, in uh, many circles is that the Bears opted for maybe quantity over quality because what they have done is they have taken the money that might have been allotted to pay Roquan Smith in 2023, and they've now dispersed it between uh, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, and, you know, whatever they're going to pay J- Jack Sanborn on, on his rookie contract. And that, that is your three linebackers and your 43. Well, Roquan now, Smith wouldn't have, wouldn't have prohibited you from signing TJ Edwards. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that, Dan, necessarily. I'm, I'm just saying I understand 
that side of the equation where people are saying that, you know, this is money that they're using to, and you get a second round draft pick. So for, for what you were going to commit to Roquan Smith, you get two linebackers and a second round draft pick. And I think that I understand that position, even though it wouldn't be something that I would lead with necessarily, because I do think at some point in time, when you have a player like a Roquan Smith, when you have a player that you drafted and developed and is becoming a star on your watch, I think you keep those guys. I think you. I think you pay those guys. That's and, the goal, and that that's the idea. When you, you you want to be draft driven, you don't want to be free agent driven. And so that's where I kind of understand. There's a lot of rationalizing going on, and I get it because Tremaine Hooray for everything. <laughs> Hooray for everything because Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, Dan. There's going to be a Sunday. It might be the first one. We're going to watch him and say, "Wow," because he'll make you say, "Wow," and then maybe two series later, he'll make you say, "Where are right. you?" Because right. he does have these tendencies. The inconsistency has been the biggest problem for him, even though he is immensely gifted, talented, and he's going to come here motivated. And Dan, here's the other thing he's durable and he's only played, or he's only 24. So again, you're getting guys who are ascending. When Ryan Poles talks about sustaining success, he's identifying guys who are about to hit their peak, about to hit their prime. DJ Moore certainly falls in that category as well. Tremaine Edmonds certainly does too, because he's only 24. Again, Roquan Smith's only 25. <laughs> I mean, like, so like, this is nothing against Tremaine Edmonds. It just feels like you've used resources to fill something that was filled when you arrived. And at some point you have to start building up the areas that matter, which is getting Justin the maximum help, which they've done in the DJ Moore trade. And hopefully Nate Davis comes in here and, and becomes a reliable starter up front. And you would hope that defensively you, you walk into OTAs with some legitimate pass rushing threats and some legitimate beasts on the interior defensive line that can help you make those strides in that area. Again, this, I, I free agency and, and everything that comes with it makes me uncomfortable because it's like doing a, a post game podcast in the middle of the second quarter, right? Because you, you just yeah. don't know how it's all going to sort out. There's a lot more to come and my tune may be different three weeks from now than it is in this moment. I just would like to see them start to add, you know, true difference-making building blocks that they didn't already have, <laughs> you well, know, and I, I just I, have I, questions on, on whether Edmonds is anything that Roquan wasn't. When I, when I tweeted out that I was surprised, I think it was because all off season long, I was under the assumption and I, maybe I created this assumption myself, but the defensive line was the number one priority. And I thought that would be the number one way they go. Maybe they're working on a deal now. We just don't yeah, know. Right. Exactly. But, but, but the, the, the thing is, is that the, the point that is, I think, well taken is that they are filling and in, in doing this, filling a need that they created themselves. Correct. So that's part of the thing. And if they chose to, to go this direction, you respect it because it is his guy now. And I think that's the other thing. You never quite know how far a regime, coach or executive, will go to get their guys in place. And so maybe no matter how much what we may argue that you could defend in a logical football argument, it won't matter if they see something that bothers them about a certain player or maybe not bothers them but would like to change because you look at the body types of Tremaine Edmonds and you look at Roquan Smith, maybe this is simple as that. This is more explosive type player, perhaps, in their mind, and it's their guy. They brought him here. They want to see him succeed. Well, they'll describe it for us, and we'll get a chance to hear from them, and that's that's going to be part of the enlightening process that we'll get as we go forward. Obviously, they had another – linebacker today and TJ Edwards, who's a homegrown kid, you know, from uh, Lake Villa. Is that correct? Uh, yes. And, and I love obviously, story. 
Yeah. Went on to Wisconsin, is a uh, diehard Chicago Bears fan. Obviously, I think when you talk to people that uh, are familiar with his game with the Eagles, they see a guy who's a, a reliable tackler, undrafted, coming into the league, and then just quickly carved out a spot as a starter and didn't allow the Eagles coaching staff to put him in any role other than being a starter. And when it's all said and done, he's a, a reliable contributor to a defense that was pretty staunch and played for a Super Bowl in, in, in this, this past season. And so I think you're going to get a guy, David, here where Matt Eberflus is going to fall in love with the instincts. He's going to fall in love with the the, the effort-based mentality that 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 T.J. That Edwards will bring to the field. And obviously Chicago will fall in love with him because he, he he's one of theirs. He's already on the score. He's a scorehead. <laughs> he already did an interview and he hasn't even signed a contract because he can't do that till Wednesday. I love the kid. I love all the intangibles. When he talked at the Super Bowl, he did an interview with Jarrett Payton on WGN. He talked about growing up idolizing Lance Briggs because he never got enough credit. This is that kind of approach. This is that kind of linebacker. He will do the dirty work and like it. This is the guy that Jack Sanborn would point to and say, I can do that because they were teammates at Wisconsin. Uh, when you look at Edwards not being drafted, he ended up with the Eagles undrafted and made the team, and then he made an impact. So Jack Sanborn, when he's doing what he did last year with the Bears, there was precedent established by T.J. Edwards, and now they're teammates, and now they're sharing a linebacker's room, which is full of character because these guys, I think, are football players, and these guys will fit that. You know, I think a lot of linebackers would fall under this category, but they're the, they're the ideal guys you want to espouse everything you believe in and establish a culture at Hallis Hall. No, no, no question. And I think this is a, it's a really good fit signing. That one took like 13 minutes after the uh, negotiation window opened to be done. So there was obviously mutual attraction uh, at 11 a.m. And you know and I know that there, there were discussions had behind the scenes before 11 a.m. this morning. Uh, but T.J. Edwards is happy to be coming home and, and, he, and he's ready to contribute to a defense. I wouldn't be surprised if TJ Edwards called Ryan Poles. That's how excited he was. Hey, man, it's, it's five after 11. Where I drew up my you? own deal. Do you, you guys like this? And, 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 I'm and, home. Let's meet at the rest stop. There you, know? you go. Yeah, at the so, Oasis out there uh, by Lake Forest. Uh, I, you know, I want to make this clear because I like I have been the guy for a couple of weeks saying that that I expected Ryan Poles to kind of dip his toe in the water in the outset of free agency and to not necessarily be going to the top platform and doing the triple Lindy off the top, uh, like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Um, but you know, so, so there, there is that part of things, the discipline, the patience, that the, the value wave of free agency usually doesn't kick in until the weekend. And so if Ryan goes out and then gets a bunch of guys at, at team friendly prices with good deals that then fill starter or key backup roles, you know, we could get to next Monday or Tuesday and go, that was awesome. That was awesome to watch him put that together. Um, um, you know, it's just that's just where we are with this team right now. I just, you know, like this afternoon, I wrote down the guys that were counting on the salary cap, which is the top 51 people on the roster. When you do this exercise and you look at it, you go, oh, my God, does this team <laughs> need a lot? Right. Like, I mean, it's it's mind numbing to, to, to get on the two deep depth chart and see several names that you you, you, do, you don't even know who they are to be honest with you. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they've got a lot of work left to do. It's not all going to get done this week. It's not all going to get done this off season, but it's just a reminder of how steep this climb is going to be. But we will be here all week. If they do make a big move, check the Twitter uh, account at take the North pod. 
because we will keep updating that with let you know, letting you know what our schedule is. You can get this, of course, on the Odyssey app or on YouTube. And uh, we'll just stay on top of it and, and react as much as everyone else is reacting. We still think they need to get an offensive tackle, perhaps. Still in the market for – I don't think Draymond Jones, as we sit here talking, has signed with anybody, the Broncos' defensive tackle. And we're going to have a lot of opinions because there's going to be a lot more information. 